after a few weeks of being gone, and then we're back, and then we're gone. Guess what, everybody? We're, we're back, back again until we're gone. Danny has undergone an appearance shift again. No more beard. What same, was the uh, same hat? Same hat. What was the reason for the beard change? I think I heard Donna bring it up about three different times in conversations with people. And I was like, all right, that's her cue. Like that she didn't like it? Uh, Yeah, because she, she would ask opinions, you know what I mean? But asking her, she's like, no, that's not what I meant at all. I was like, all right, because I'm very receptive to that thing, you know, where it's like I'm listening. You know, I'm listening to the, her tonality about the conversation at hand. You're listening to what the people are telling you. The yeah. people, the people... And she did admit afterwards, she's like, yeah, it's better without it, which I go back and forth. I don't like the completely clean shaven look. I like a couple days after, you know, it's good. The five o'clock shadow. Yes. Yes. As it were. As it were. Yes. But anyway, so uh, we're back. Yep. Until some other random thing happens and we take another week off. Yeah. At least. Uh, One week's not bad, though. I mean, we can. can I mean, we've literally. how many, weeks, how, many, how many weeks did we miss? We we missed two, right? Because last... Or, well, we didn't do last week, that's for sure. And the week before was Batman. Mm. Mm. We can talk about that real quick. we got a lot to catch up on. Yeah, we can talk about Batman. So, the movie's been out for a month. It's going to be on HBO Max this week. Can't wait. So, we're just going to talk about the movie. So, if you haven't seen it yet, that is your problem. And so, fast forward about a... Fast forward for a while, because yeah. we're going to talk about it for a while. Yep. So anyway, I saw this movie in theater three times. So, you know, I liked it. Um, and I know you liked it. It took me a while it. to see it, which it usually yeah, does. Yeah, I mean, things happen. does. But uh, I think I told you about five minutes into the movie, I was like, this is probably going to be my favorite one. Um, and watch the movie, let it digest a little bit. But my initial thoughts was this is my favorite. And I even said to you, um, who knows how a trilogy will go. You know, I still think the trilogy for uh, Nolan, the Dark Knight trilogy, is the best trilogy of all time for pretty much any movie for for me personally. Um, But as a standalone Batman, this is my favorite Batman film. And that's saying something because I'm a huge Batman fan, first of all. And I have bits and pieces of different movies that I love. And I can take them apart, you know, like I like Batman Begins, but this blows Batman Begins out of the water for me. Um, I love the Dark Knight, but again, I look at it as a standalone and right. this one beats that. So agreed. Uh, that's hard to say because those are really good movies, but this one was fantastic. This one was uh, the general consensus. Everyone I've talked to personally, I mean, not online because online has their own shit bag of people but everyone I've talked to personally they love this movie yeah so I mean I love the movie personally uh, did you have that thought too the first time you saw it like the first couple minutes oh, in the first or? opening scene where he's just talking and he's like the whole scene where it like just leads up to the whole him having the fight with the yeah the clowns like yeah 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 I was immediately like, oh, this is a very different movie and a movie I'm probably going to love. And then, you know, as the movie went on, you know, more and more stuff happened. It like 
I think I said this to you after, but it really like encapsulated a lot of movies that I really enjoyed. Yeah. It basically was Saw meets Seven meets Batman. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like that's all I really needed from a movie. Because we talked about like the Joker movie, for example, like it doesn't have to be the Joker per se. That would have been a movie that we would watch and enjoy if it wasn't the Joker. Right. And I feel like this could have been the same as Batman. If it wasn't titled the Batman, Mm -hmm. we would have loved this movie. Right. Just for, I think think you're right. So I think that too, like it doesn't have to be, you know, that's a whole superhero movie versus other movie type. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the real, like it was, the realism of the movie too was great. Like it was more of like what I think Nolan wanted his movies to be. Yeah. Whereas, you know, this was, this was also like probably one of the more accurate comic depictions of Batman where it was a lot of detective stuff and like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a Batman movie that no one's really seen before. And I honestly didn't think in my lifetime that I would see a Batman movie that was something unfamiliar to what I've already seen. Yeah. Cause we've seen every adaptation of Batman. There is like, I haven't read a terrible amount of comics about Batman, but the ones I've seen, they're very close to that. It yeah. depicts that, like I told you, the aggression st- like stood out to me. Right. Not just like Christian Bale's voice, but it's like the aggression behind that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you see Michael Keaton as Batman, you know, Val Kilmer, like that aggression is not, it's not there. And they're different type of movies. It was a different yeah. time, but still it's... Because, you know... For the time that they made the Michael Keaton movies, that was a dark movie. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. this... Like, unfortunately, we're in a time now where we have to go really dark to have a dark type of movie. And that's, you know, but honestly, like, no, like from top to bottom, like I didn't have one really singular issue with the movie. Like the like a lot of people complain about the length and the length was fine to me. Uh, like, fine. I didn't even really notice the length. If most the of movie it. is great, I don't think it matters. I think it's that's what people always say to me. They're always like. I'm like it's a great movie. They're like three hours though, huh? I'm like, if something's good, you yeah. don't know how you don't, don't care how long it is. Because like, I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, this is. I've been sitting here for three hours. I didn't once think that. No, like, and that tells you how good the movie is. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie, go out and see it. Go and see it. I mean, it's going to be on HBO Max pretty soon, so I would you could wait at this point. But you know, I definitely. I guess I wasn't surprised by Robert Pattinson because. I think I kind of expected the movie to be good at a certain point. There's a certain like certain amount of trailers you see and a certain amount of scenes they show you online where you're like, I think this movie is going to just be good. Yeah. I think the movie's just going to be like a kick-ass movie. Like it's not going to win Oscars because superhero movies don't win Oscars yeah. for some reason, even though they should. Heath Ledger won one for the dark Knight, but I still think that had a lot to do with the fact he died. Yeah. I don't think he would have won that if he hadn't no. died. And it's just the way it is, like. But I also don't base many things off those awards anymore because they don't really matter. No, they don't. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. Um, not a movie I would take to your like your kids to see. No, I'll definitely see that one uh, at home when they're asleep. Definitely, yeah, definitely a movie f- more for like adults who like yes. Batman. Yes. Like. Which is good because there's so many different Batman movies and like 
the animated series that I'll show my kids. Yeah. And like they, they love that. So they can have that one and I'll have this one. That's, yes. That's, but I, I'll still watch the Dark Knight trilogy frequently, like multiple times a year I'll watch it. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, there's nothing super wrong with those movies for no, kids-wise. Like no. it is, It is a little more adult-like, but there's not like, I don't know, in the Batman... The, the, in the Batman, it's very much like everything that's happening is yeah. very like the opening scene with yeah. the Riddler yes. is very like yeah. legitimately would scare a child yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. And it's meant to do that. Like, I don't know. And that, again, that's the world we live in now, though. Like, you have to have that that type of visual. Right. Especially for people like us. We're like, well, we've seen it all. Like, we've seen uh, serial killer documentaries yeah. and movies and stuff like that. And like, that's what like saw saw is a perfect example once you see that like i judge every not action but uh every like death or gore thing that i see due yeah. to saw you know that riddler thing that. in the beginning like legitimately was when i was like oh, i'm gonna like this movie yeah, exactly like oh yeah. this is the vibe of this movie i'm i'm very into it and you liked it because of the song that was playing yeah you turned to me when this, you heard the song you're like i love it already yeah um yeah, I mean it's it's hard for me to like it's just like not a critique I have. There's nothing no. to me there was nothing wrong with the movie. No. Like it's a movie I'd legitimately be like, no, you need to watch it. Like I'll tell you that you're gonna like it. Like there's yeah. no way that you're not gonna like the movie if, yeah. if you're like a Batman fan at all. Yeah. And that's what I was saying, um, that everyone I've talked to, they they loved it. And that's that's rare. Right. You know, it's like all my coworkers, the ones that have seen it, they and most of them have. But they're like, I saw it twice already. It's great. Yeah. And that's a movie I would I would see twice. Like, thankfully on HBO is coming out, so I'll definitely watch You'll, it on there. I'll just watch it again and yep, again and again. Multiple times. <laughs> and they hooked you for the sequel. They did. Which is all, that's, you know, that's all, all, all that matters. matters yep. You know? Do you think it's possible for them to do a series of Batman movies and not have the Joker play a pivotal role? No. Well, I, I thought about it and I was like, could they do could they do three movies and have Joker not be a pivotal part? I'm like, they very easily could because he has enough villains, but yeah. I'm like, can you really do Batman movies without the Joker involved? I don't think no. you can. I did like this one because everybody like the main ones were already in this one. Yeah. Like like, you know, Penguin, Riddler, the Joker, those are like the main ones that people think about. Right. And so they were already in this one. So it's like, well, now the sequel, what are you gonna get? Yeah, I mean, so, you're probably going to get... I feel like the, the next movie is going to be very Penguin-centric. Yeah. Although he is supposed to have... There is supposed to be an HBO Max show about the Penguin, okay. so... Uh, maybe not with yeah. the movie, but there are a lot of Batman villains that you could easily focus on. Yeah. Now, you were saying this one was supposed to be the Ben Affleck one, right? The standalone this is what, Batman? This is what initially was the follow-up to Batman versus Superman. Oh, okay, okay. And this was supposed to be Bat- This was supposed to be Ben Affleck's movie that he was making and directing. Okay. And that probably would have been really good too, but yeah. it would have been different. Because I, I liked him in the Batman versus yeah. Superman. That was... I didn't think I would like it again. Yeah. I, I have not seen a whole lot like of his movies. I just don't care to, but yeah. he was very good. I, I liked him, especially as Bruce Wayne. Like I know we talked about before, there's some that are great as Bruce Wayne and yeah. so-so as Batman and vice versa but he fits I it. think I think like when you really think about him as a person like and who he is like he's like the perfect Batman yeah because he's he's got a side of him that's very like 
I'm a rich guy. Yes. Yep. And I, this is how I present myself. Like now, like I'm, he's out gallivanting and parties with JLo yep. and all this other stuff. And then there's a side of him that was like an alcoholic. Yeah. Very dark that and brooding. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Batman. Uh, that's, uh, to a T. He yep. is. And you know, he did play Batman in the justice league movie that the good one that they came out with about a year ago or whatever with Zack Snyder. He is going to play him one more time in the Flash movie where they're probably going to switch him and Keaton. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what's going on with that movie because the guy that played the Flash got arrested again in Hawaii for assaulting someone. He's kind of going off the rails. So well, I don't know what's going to happen with that movie. It sucks because as much as DC wants to try to be Marvel, everything gets in their way. Yeah. Every single time something happens that just is like, oh, yeah, no, like. We're just gonna do something else instead, where it's like, all right, well, Marvel is like a like this its own entity now, where it's just literally like they don't make bad stuff. Yeah, I know you don't really care, you don't watch any of that stuff, but I, I have not seen a Marvel property that's been bad. Yeah, like even this Morbius movie is not Marvel that made it. Apparently, it's one of the worst movies that's ever been made, though, and. I'm not at a point in my life where I'm even that interested in seeing a movie that's so terrible. Yeah. Like I like I have to like, see it. Like I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'll just I'll believe people when they tell me it's bad. And if somebody someday tells me, you know, it's not really not that bad, maybe then I'll see it. Maybe. But up until that point, I'm probably gonna stay away. But yeah, that was so that was the reason we missed the podcast a couple weeks ago. Was, yeah, two weeks. Because I was just thinking, I was like, was that really two weeks ago? And it was. It was. You you said the thing to me. You're like. I said you shaved like three weeks ago. I'm like Danny. Like, it was I. It wasn't like I saw you that long ago. Like I no. literally saw you the week before. I, like the literally the week yeah. I left. Oh. Like, literally four days before I went to Dallas, I saw you and you had a beard still. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why we didn't we didn't do last week because I was in Dallas. Yeah. I was like, why did we do last week? But I'm back now. But we'll be more consistent now. We'll try. Maybe. We'll see next week. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I actually have something I want to ask you about next week. There you go. But I think we can still do a podcast. Okay. But we'll get to that. We'll get to it. That's something we need to talk about on the podcast. Right. It's something I'm going to ask you before you leave. Just remind me if you remember. Nope. You will not remember. <laughs> Babe, remember that thing? Remember that thing? Segment two? Where yeah. But anyway, it's, it's 14 minutes in, and I haven't asked you. How the hell are you? I'm great. What's been new with you? It's been a long time. It's been like a month since I've seen you. What's new in Danny World? Nothing new, man. It's just T-ball. Work has been a little better. I got clearance for the gym. I'm happy about that. It's like a win. It's a victory for me. What do you mean clearance for the gym? So, without getting into too much detail, uh, our gym privileges were taken away at work. Uh. Um, and it's like the whole... like contractor versus uh, actual employee type thing. Yeah. And so, and again, without getting into detail, so, but basically I used this gym for this entire time that I've been here, like at this company. And COVID hit. The building was virtually empty for, what, a year, a year and a half, whatever yeah. the case may be. It was literally us in the building. This huge 16, 17 floor building. We're, we're on one floor and that's it. Everybody else is gone. So I'm like, well, I definitely use it now. The only time I didn't use it is when I switched to second shift for 
however many months I was there. But for the majority of the time, in that time during COVID and even before then, and you've seen on my Instagram stories, I'm sure you, you just pass by, but you're like, oh, he's working out again. Like it was all at the gym at work. Listen, I don't need you to tell me how I how hey, I go through Instagram. Okay? I'm not judging you about it. Maybe, maybe I go through Instagram and I go, wow. Wow. What an inspiring post this is. Look at that set that he did. That's that's Man, that's great. Look at that big old tub of pre-workout with the cup of something. Yeah. He's gonna drink that. Energy. He's gonna drink it. He did he did three sets of burpees today. Yes. <laughs> I'm not expecting you to read the damn thing. I'm just saying you do you do see it. You so. know what? You, you put a lot of stuff to where I'm like, you got a good workout this morning. I did. I did. Got now I got the gym back, so I got it even better now. Good. Good. But it, it was taken away. Um, I, I kind of was downtrodden about it. I was, I was frustrated and upset about it. But I was like, you know what? My time will come. Don't worry. I just got to wait it out a little bit. So two, three weeks went by or whatnot. And then um, all of a sudden I walked down there and I go get a bag of chips down, <laughs> downstairs in the vending machine. And I look and sure enough, it says uh, no waiver, no gem. And it has a like a release. And it says if you're an employee and or contractor. And I said, I'll just print it out. So sure enough, that night I went up there and I printed it out. I signed it and I sent it off, and then the next day they approved it. I'm like, there you go. So I just had to kind of wait it out a little bit, and that's fine. But the building just reopened. They're trying to be more official about things. I, I get that. Are there people in the building at night um, when you guys are there? They're like when you're there. They're starting to do a split schedule now. So like Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, like they'll have like you know 50 percent people there. But at night we have a couple of people there, but not. It's not busy by any means. But it's like we had the cleaning people there till like 3 a.m. So it's like they're always on that floor where the gym is and yeah. in the area. So it's a fine line between you could use it because people like the employees start coming in at whatever time. So they're, now they're it's cleaning official. people are watching you. They are. Out. I've had people sit there on their lunch watching me. I'm like, why can't you face the other way on the bench? Why, why do you have to face me? It's so awkward. I'm not moving. It's so awkward. <laughs> I'm curling this bar. I ain't moving. <laughs> You're the one that sat down after I started this. So whatever. <laughs> so it's a victory for me at work. So I, I'm happy about that. But T-ball's been going good. David still doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Danny's doing good. You know, I mean, not much is new since you were gone. I mean, just life. Baseball season has begun. Yes. The Danny tweets baseball is back. There it is. Yep. Which, this is the only real way I follow the Padres. Yep. That's it's, all you need. You don't need any other. I just I just log on to Twitter and all I see is, ah shit, and that's how I know something. And bad happened. baseball really. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely. There's nothing else it would be, or you got to make that play, yeah. or be better, or be better, guys. <laughs> don't blow this game. Was one today. Yes. Yep. And I, I had to look at the score. Because at one point I looked and it was 10 to 1. Yes. And yep. then you're like, don't blow this game. I'm like, yep. what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was 10 to 5 or whatever it was. And with the Padres, there's always there's always a chance. There's always a chance. But they got rid of Chris Paddock. Yes, they did. So what a trade I thought was pretty good for them. Yeah. They, yep. got, a, they got a good reliever. I loved his, uh, his quote about the uniforms. Did you see that? He's like, I, I hated the brown uniforms. It made me look like UPS. 
Yeah, so, like, well. so now we're getting all these like fans that are commenting. They're like, yeah, well, at least UPS delivered for us or that shit. And I'm like, you know, that that works. He probably you play like shit. Like, yeah, 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 I mean, I you play like shit and then I, you leave. It's I've like, never understood that the guys that play awful and then yeah. they leave and all they do is just talk shit. And I'm just like, okay. I, I loved him his first year, but he never delivered after that. So it's... No. You Larry know? Rothschild ruined him. Yeah. As I said, he uh, would. As I others. said, he yes. would. Yep. As I predicted several years ago. But, yep, um, you did. You did. Yeah, I was a little bitter about the Mania trade. i got to be honest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was a little upset about that. Yeah. I saw that when I was in Dallas, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. Because I really wanted him mm-hmm. on my team. And I, I was like, you know what? The Padres have enough pitching. Okay? Well. All right? After Snell got hurt today. He'll be fine. He will. He'll dust it off and be like, he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm good, yo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I'm good, bro. That's how he talks, right? He does. He has that, like, that weird, he usually sounds like Bubba Sparks. Yeah. Remember that guy? Hey there. Hi there. How you doing? Bubba Sparks. Doing Bubba Sparks, brother. Hey, yo, Bubba Sparks. Throw a no hitter. I'll be good. What about Uncle Cracker? You're a fan of Uncle Cracker? Follow me. There you go. It's That's all song, I know. The only song he ever did. And the uh, X Factor. Remember? Are you dealing with the X Factor? Yeah. I got everything. That I was a good. Wanted. I bought that CD for that song, and then I realized it was like spliced halfway through. Very, very frustrating time in my life. I saw a meme the other day that you would have really enjoyed. It was the scene in American Psycho when he pulls out the CD. Yes. But it's WWF the music volume yes, four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And. It automatically made me think of you. Because any American Psycho reference. Any American Psycho reference. I'm like, that's fantastic. Danny's wheelhouse. It, it is my wheelhouse. Yep. I love it. Absolutely um, love it. But anyway, so they, they took three of four from the first series. Yes. So After a very frustrating game one. But hey, first oh, game. They blew it's it, first, because they, they blew did. it in the ninth inning, they right? Yeah. Well, it's because they didn't, they didn't have their closer yet. They didn't. Has he pitched at all since uh, they acquired him? He pitched him? Uh, the last two days. Okay. Not not today, but the last two before, and it lights out. So it's it's good. He's pretty good. No, I I have not seen him because Padres played the Twins. So in nobody's watched that. the Twins play I'm like, baseball. I, I don't know who he, I've heard of him, but I don't. I've never seen him. So and the outfielder, I, I don't know who he is. But. Oh, Al Roker. Uh, yes, that's the guy from Good Morning America, right? <laughs> I don't know the guy's name was like Brent Rooker or something. I just call him, Al, I call him Al Roker. Al Roker, there he is. Well, we might get some production out of that. We need yeah, a left he fielder. Just, <laughs> I hear Justin Upton's available. I would take him. But Profar has hit two home runs, so whatever. Keep Profar in there. I don't care. I like Profar, but as a starting left fielder, I don't know. I like guys like Profar because they play every position. Yeah. And I like guys like that. Yep. And he, he brings a lot of energy to the team. He always has. Does he? Yep. So what about the Yankees thus far? You played two games, right? Three. Three games. Uh, that's right, because you started the day after. Well, because we got rained out. Uh, but we also had a day off after. Uh, so I think they would have only played. They would have. They wouldn't. They weren't playing a four-game series anyway. I don't know this. The whole season is weird because this wasn't the series that was supposed to start the season. Yeah. But. Um. See, I'm going off recency because tonight was not a good one. Yeah, I did not enjoy tonight's game. I understand, but I will say that I came around on about a, about a week ago. Okay, I looked at it. Yeah, from a vacuum, and I said, okay, 
Who are the players I hated most on this team? Brad Gardner. Yes. Gone. Gone. Gary Sanchez. Gone. I didn't care about I, I like Gio. Yeah. But Josh Donaldson's better than Gio Rochelle. Yeah. yeah. Even a 37-year-old Josh Donaldson is better. And it took me a little while to really come to that conclusion. Yeah. And then I looked at it and I said, okay. Team's a little different. Bullpen is really good. All right, I'm going to talk myself into this team. And then immediately in game one, three, like a home yeah. run the first inning, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and then they did something they didn't do at all last year. They fought back and they won the game. And then they fought back and won the second game. And I go, okay. Oh. <laughs> don't, so, don't tip me. <laughs> so right now, I have a very positive outlook on the team because I like the look of the team. I like the team that they put on the field. Stanton seems locked in. As long as Stanton and Judge stay healthy. They're good. Aaron Judge in his final year as a New York Yankee. Yep. Come to us, brother. Come to us. No. Good luck, man. You don't want to... F- hmm. Apparently, he doesn't want a nine-year deal. Apparently, what according to what A-Rod said tonight on the broadcast, he wants Anthony Rendon money, which is like $35 million a year. And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't care. Like... I don't think Aaron Judge is going to go out there and get what he thinks he's going to get, especially if he gets hurt again this year, which yeah. seems likely I mean, he gets yeah. hurt like every year. Yeah. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Baseball is a very fickle sport. But it really is. It could be high one minute and down the next. Yeah, there's going, to be, there's going to be a month this year where I'm going to be just high as a kite about my baseball team. Yep. And uh, I get it, man. I get it. Believe me, I get it. And that, you know... <laughs> Everyone, everyone goes through it. I was so pissed that day when they they blew opening day. I was so happy. I was like, "Man, Darvis threw a six inning no hitter." I'm like, "This is great." And then I got to work because I had to leave for work pretty much right when the game ends. Yeah. And so I was driving to work, and I I was hearing it on the radio. But then we park in the uh, parking garage, so my radio goes out. I don't have the, you know, whatever. Uh, and so I get into work real quick. I'm like, oh, I'll turn it on real quick. I turn it on as bases loaded. The very next pitch was a wild pitch. The very next pitch was a freaking two-run home. I'm like, uh, right back to, I'm like, let's, can we go to In-N-Out, please? I need to. That's I need how I felt. Eat. I need to eat. That's how I felt on opening day, which was Friday for me. Yeah. I had a great morning. I went and got myself a breakfast burrito. I was like, I'm excited for baseball. Sat down. Five minutes into the game, Cole's walked the first batter. <laughs> Oh, he walked the second batter. Oh, a three-run home run. Oh, it's 3 nothing. Great. And then it just turns into, oh, man, this is going to be another one of these years, isn't it? There's nothing like that opening day optimism, and then you just get your hopes yeah, shattered. And then you, like, you forget that baseball, they play baseball yeah. for, like, six uh, months. Yeah. And you just go, after opening day, you're yeah. like, well, this team sucks. And you're like, yeah. It really is good for my personality in a way because I get really pissed, and then I forget about it. And you have a day to the next day. You yes. have to just and I'm like, do it all over again. Let, let's try it again. And just don't piss me off too many days in a row. But I did tell Donna today, or yeah, I think it was today. I said, had I pursued baseball further and maybe got a chance to play in the minor leagues or the pros or whatnot, I don't know if I could handle the day to day. Like if I was in a slump, I think I would be a miserable human being. I don't think I'd be able to forget about it. You know, they're like, oh, you're supposed to play baseball kind of even keel and you're, you're yeah. not supposed to get too low, don't get too high. I'm like, if I was in a slump 
It'd be like the Chris, uh, what's his name, Chris Davis, the guy that all of a sudden, right? I'd be oh, a yeah. freaking miserable That's human what you'd being. you'd be. Yeah. You'd go from being one of the best home runners yeah. in the league to, to... To virtually nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, there was nothing that could break that. And it's... That part, like, terrifies me. As a, yeah, I'm like... Because you don't know who could break out of that, you know? Like, there's people that slump, and they slump for little periods of time. Like, everyone's going to go through a slump. Yeah. But you expect eventually you're going to get a hit. <laughs> yeah. You know, eventually you're going to break through, but some people don't, you know? Or some people are more injury-prone than others. It's like... But I don't think I'd be able to handle that, you know, the game, the season of 162 games. Like, what if I had a really bad year? I don't think I could handle that offseason. <laughs> just my personality type. You'd just be focusing on an offseason. That'd like, be all, it. all you'd be thinking about. That's like, it. I can't believe I struck out in that one at bat in June. Be haunting, man. Be haunting. Yeah. I mean, I guess that happens to guys. That's why I like Jeter, because Jeter's like, whatever. You strike out or you, or you home run, it's the same the same mindset. Yeah. And I love that. I just don't know if I could do that. Judge is the same way. Yeah. He'll strike out and just walk away. Now, as a fan, if you see someone strike out and then they not necessarily joke around, but like smile and it doesn't affect them, does that piss you off? Does that make it look like they don't give a shit? No. What pisses me off is, so he's back in my life now. So okay. I have to okay. think about him again. Okay. Greg Bird. Ah. He was on the Yankees about three years ago. He was just the drizzling shits. And he had a game where it was in a doubleheader. He struck out seven times in the doubleheader. Someone asked him, how do you feel about like what happened? And he's laughing. And he's just like, it's okay. I'll get another 500 chances to make up for it. I don't like that shit. Take accountability when you strike out that many times, and because you're failing a lot at that point. Yes, that's you're not. If Stanton strikes out four times in a game, I'm okay with it. You know why? Because three days from now he's going to hit three home runs in a game. Yeah, and he's going to more than make up for it. Yep. There's a track record there of that guy, but yeah, not for Bird. Not for Bird. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, a lot of Yankee fans. Still do the same shit with Stanton where they hate Stanton. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just not doing this. No. I'm I'm always the, the Yankee fan who's just like, I'm not going to hate our best player because you want me to. Everyone hated A-Rod. And I was like the one guy that was like, I don't know. I think he's okay. I didn't like him until after he retired. No, like, I, I think as a what he does now as an analyst, he's a, he's a buffoon. He's really not very. He just says these things. And I'm like, do you even watch baseball? Now I know why Jeter doesn't want to be your friend anymore. Yeah. But it is what it is. It, it doesn't, does it bother you, that kind of stuff, when they just, like, kind of laugh it off? Some, I, sometimes it does. I like, because I just told you I'd be a miserable human being, but I'm also been known to, if something's going awfully wrong in my life, yeah. I'm just making, and like, just irresponsible and bad jokes about it. Can you imagine it. what Kobe Bryant would be like if he played baseball? Yeah. He would... Lose his mind. You would. Because in basketball, honestly, like, there aren't a lot of failures. Yeah. Your failures are not winning championships in yeah. basketball. Yeah. Your failures in baseball are, man, you hit 300, but you failed 70% of the time. Yeah. So if you're hitting 200, you're failing 80% of the time. And then nine times out of ten, your team's probably not even going to the playoffs. It's a game of failure. <laughs> oh, baseball is the hardest sport to as yeah. be a fan of. Because like, yeah. you're literally like... You could just watch your team for a week straight, just not hit a fucking thing. Yep. 
and you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. And you lost that week of your life and you lost that week in the standings that you'll never gain back for the majority of the time. And then you get missed the playoffs by like three games. Yes. And you're like if it wasn't for that for one week. One, for that one week. <laughs> it would be fine. Well, we'll see in a week how we both feel. We'll see how we both we'll feel. We'll be talking about it plenty, I'm sure. We, we'll, we might be talking about it more than you think. <laughs> Stay tuned for the conversation after the pod that no one will hear. Minute 27. 32 minutes. Okay, yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah. Um, baseball. Baseball. You know what I'm really upset about is that the, the, the baseball season had started on time. Do you know where the Yankees would have started the season? Anaheim? Dallas. Ah. They would have played the okay. Texas Rangers. Okay. And yeah. I would have been there. And I could have gone to the games. Yeah. So the lockout cost me opening day baseball. It cost us a lot of things. It cost us a lot of things. It cost my my heart. I was going to talk about something else, but it had oh. made absolutely no sense to the baseball lockout. That's all right. Um. But anyways, I've been back in sunny California for about a week now after spending last weekend in Texas with the pollen and the allergies running wild. One point during the weekend, I couldn't open my eyes. That's how bad it got. Um, I spent it with, uh, spent the whole weekend with um, a former podcast co-host of mine, Devin Sparks, for some of you who don't know. I'm sure some of you do. Our listeners definitely know, I'm sure. Ah, uh, yeah, Gabe knows. Eric and knows. Eric knows Devin. Donna knows. Donna knows Devin. But anyways, yeah, so... Thanks to our three, three listeners. We just listed our three listeners. Thank my my thank girlfriend you. has no idea who he is. That's for the best, though. She only knows about him as the man that I ranted about in text during the course of the weekend. Sure. Because <laughs> I did some ranting. Um, we went kayaking. I saw that. I did a good job of, of um, putting sunscreen on, except on my feet, mm. which I forgot until the very last minute. I took my shoes off, um, and I burned my feet pretty terribly. I'm just finally recovered. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Are you are you a, a sun sunscreen sunblock person in general? Um. When I know I'm going to be in the sun all day, yeah, because I know I burn pretty easily. I'm I'm so freaking bad at that. So bad at that. It's fine. It wasn't fine because my feet were in a lot of pain yeah. most of the weekend, and the person I people I was with didn't really seem to care. Oh. Guys, look at my feet. Oh, my gosh. How'd that happen? The kayaking. Oh. oh. Maybe you should rub some stuff on it. Cool. I don't have a car. Can you take me or get me some stuff? Aloe vera, right? That's what I got eventually. It's right there. Oh. It is a nice healer, though. Yeah. Burn yeah. relief gel. Uh-huh. It does work. It works. It does work. I started to blister up, so I had to yep. put it on there. So that was an adventure. I didn't like kayaking. I do yeah. not recommend it. It is... Not fun. It reminds me of like sixth grade camp, like kayaking and. Uh, I never did sixth grade camp. Bow and arrow. Oh god. <laughs> I. I I've done it once before, 
But when I did it, it was also with Devin. When I did it, it was a two-person kayak. Yeah. And I was in the same boat as his wife, who I've known since high school and whatnot, whatever. So this time I was very much like, hey, like, let's do two. Like, trying to be, like, nice about it. Like, hey, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, all more, no. There's not enough room. I want to be by myself. This is all him, by the way. So, I'm like, okay, maybe it won't be that bad. I get in immediately. I hate it. Immediately, I feel like I'm, the boat's going to tip over, and I'm going to just sink to the bottom of this lake. I was not a fan either. And I did not like it. I. They keep trying to tell me how to do it, and I'm just rowing, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm actually veering towards trees, and I'm just like, I... If you were with me, what any sane person would do is look at me and go, hey, you want to go back? Instead, it's, hey, let's go a little further. We can sit on the water and eat. Yeah. I'm having a panic attack right now about how much I hate this. Let's keep doing it. Sounds great. And that's exactly what we did. We kept going. So that was fun. And then afterwards, the allergies started kicking my ass. So I had yeah. water in my face. And sunburned then feet. Sunburned feet, which I didn't know about until we got back. Then I couldn't see. Yeah. I couldn't open my eyes. I'm throwing water in my face. And I'm like, oh, this is super fun. Having a great time right now. And then I watched the Ring of Honor pay-per-view at his house. No. Yeah. Because we got back, and I was like, I'll watch this. With him or without? So here's what happened. <laughs> he has a neighbor, has kids. Uh-huh. So great. You know, Devin has a kid. Yeah. Awesome. So the kids get along, they play. So Devin very clearly tells this guy to come over and hang out. Mm-hmm. He gives him a time. Come over till 8. This guy stays way past 8. Course. Um, I'm at some point I'm just watching on my iPad, but then the FTR and Briscoe's match that I had Danny watch a second ago. Yep. Um, it came on and I was like, I want to watch this on a TV. Yes. Yeah. It's a match I really wanted to see for a long time. So I go in, we sit down, we start watching it. Devin's there with me. He's asking me his Devin questions, which are what or whatever. Then we get to the point where all the kids go to bed. And the neighbor comes in and starts sitting there. So now everybody in the house is sitting there watching this wrestling pay-per-view. And for anyone that doesn't watch wrestling with non-wrestling fans, you don't understand how annoying it is. Yeah. It is by far the most annoying thing in the world. And here's why. You get questions like this. We get to a match where there's one guy that's big and muscular. And then we get to a guy who's not as big and muscular. And to people that don't watch wrestling, they immediately go, well, that big guy definitely is going to kick this other guy's ass, right? <laughs> no. No. Not necessarily. And then you get the ignorant comments of, oh, this is fake, or, you know, there's just all these random questions that I'm glad Devin's there to answer because yes. I don't have the patience no. to do it. Like, if you don't want to watch this, that's great. Then go. Just go. 
just like he he may, maybe he enjoyed it. I don't know, but he just there's just a lot of questions. Yeah. And it's funny because he would answer his neighbor's questions, but then two days later when people would ask him questions at Maney, he'd get annoyed that people were talking to him. But anyways, so yeah, that was fine. Um, it was nice to avoid the flight from Austin to Dallas and okay. just get yeah. a drive. That was cool. Flying is fine, but it's... How far is that? It was a three-hour drive. It's like driving to L.A. Okay. So... It's not bad. Three-hour drive in the car with Devin. It's just fine. I Go. made him listen to the Vince and Pat McAfee interview. Okay. That killed about an hour and 20 yes, minutes. That's great. So, got him to shut up for an hour. So, that yep. was nice. Um... We get there. Um, then we go to Mania. Night one, we went. Night one, we got lucky. We were separate seats at first. Mm-hmm. The guy next to me was cool, and he switched with us, so we got to sit together That's night cool. one. Yeah. I initially was like, eh, let's just sit separate. That'll be fine. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was like, eh, you know what? Maybe I want someone to sit next yeah. to me that I know so I can actually talk to someone during yes. the show. Um. But night one of Mania, I know you watched both nights. Yes, I did. Um, yep. I thought night one was substantially better. Far superior. Just yes. as a fan for me. Yeah. I also came to the conclusion that as much as I think the WWE product is absolute <laughs> horse shit, and it really is, it's it's bad. I tried to watch the Mania, the, the Raw, the, the night after yeah. Mania, and their week-to-week product is just absolute dog shit. I came to the conclusion that really no matter what, I think WrestleMania is always fun Yeah, to go to live Yeah, or even watch it. Like yeah. if there's, if there's always something about it that makes you just enjoy it. Yeah. And it's enjoying it as a fan, not yeah. a someone involved or someone that like knows kind of, you know, things that go on or whatnot. Like you can watch it with anybody. Yeah, in those can, instances, I like it's hard to watch like a Ring of Honor pay per view with a complete that's non fan. That's different. Yeah, but it's very easy to just sit there and watch WrestleMania with a someone who doesn't watch wrestling. It's like, yeah, yeah look, look at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, I like that stadium. Yeah, stadium is very big, so it's a lot of you know you can maneuver around pretty well. Um. Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts about, like, night one? Okay, so I'm trying to... Because the matches that I rewatched were... Okay, so initially... Okay, so I got home Saturday night. So, because I told you, um, just in case you don't know, I'll be out. So, if you message me, I won't get it right away, or I won't be responding to WrestleMania texts. I, w- I won't be seeing it. Mm-hmm. So, I got home, I, I turned it on, and it was literally right before the Seth thing like mm. Seth was coming out and I was like perfect like this is where I want to this is what I want to see yeah. anyway so I told Don I was like because we had food I was like hurry sit down sit down sit down she loves Cody Rhodes I'm like if this is Cody Rhodes I'm 100% sure it is Cody Rhodes in my head I didn't believe any of the well maybe they changed their mind like for me it was Cody Rhodes so I told her sit down you're going to like it you're going to like Cody I spent the whole weekend <laughs> Listening to other theories from Devin about who it was going to be. Like Maybe it was going to be John Cena. You just, I don't know. Like I would have been. I probably just would have turned it off if it if it yeah. wasn't. I just would. I'm I'm done. I literally you was know, watching like, Seth walk down, yeah. and I'm watching them 
uncover the hole yeah. that Cody's going to yeah, come yeah. out of. And Devin looks at me. He's like, I guess you're right. I'm like, it's not me being right. It's me knowing things. It's, it's like, rest, yeah. it's obvious. So I said, sit down. You got the food. Like the kids were like, oh, what's going on? We're watching. Because I told him we're going to watch WrestleMania the next day. We got David a uh, little uh, Roman Reigns toy, which he mm. was like ecstatic about. I was like, but we'll see Roman tomorrow. Head of the table. Head of the table. He's got that shirt on. He acknowledges him. He does. He loves him now. Good. Crazy. But uh, so I said, ah, sit down, watch this. So I watched the match, but watching it, I was talking to Donna, talking to the kids. I always knew I would be seeing that match back. Right. It was fantastic. The first watch, the the first watch live, incredible. Like he had not wrestled what forty days or something. He said like so the rest that you have coming into that type of match, that moment because that could that could break your career right there. Like if he came in and shit the bed none of what happened matters. Yeah. Like he could be dead in the water. He has to deliver in that spot. And he did. The freaking reaction was incredible. Like I wasn't there live, but like it seemed like it was, it was like the Hardy live. boys. It was very type reaction. Yes. Like it was incredible. Like I don't watch wrestling, especially WWE, but like that moment there that gives you goosebumps every single time. And I've probably seen his entrance I've watched Probably his five entrance, times I've watched his entrance a couple of times yeah. because it was I wanted to see how it looked like yeah on TV yeah. compared to like it what was, I saw like I loved Rollins expressions like he went through every possible emotion you could possibly go through Rollins like without seeing week to week but just seeing him in big matches or big scenarios I saw that Vince thing like in the office mm-hmm. I was like that was incredible he needs to be in the discussion for one of the best ever. Well, I was just going to say, like, when does he take over as, like, the new Mr. WrestleMania? Like, when is he's, he, like... He's, to me, he's already there. He, he's incredible. He's, like, he's got, out of everyone that's active right now, he's got more WrestleMania moments than anyone. Now, my, my one gripe with Rollins, and it's, again, I don't see it week to week, but it's that he tries to change too frequently, for my taste. Yeah. Like, it's either changing a name or like adding a nickname, doing a song change, doing a, uh, a appearance, like a uh, entrance change, something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I think if you have too many nicknames or too many I things. I think he had the same theme song for like four years. Well, maybe not theme song, but like it's like a different, like the drip god or like uh, yeah. visionary. You know, like there's just different monikers, I guess, or different characters. It's like for me, it's it shows that you're not a completely comfortable with who you are as a character or a performer because in the ring he's he's untouchable he's yeah in, incredible and he's that probably hasn't even hit his prime yet like he, he's, yeah he's there's so, so many there's so many people that don't give him his due yeah and it's getting to that point where it's like it's like Orton to part two yeah yeah people are just like for whatever reason because he's very he's very pro WWE and that's the problem yeah yeah he'll go out of his way to trash AEW yep. and say things like Oh, there's no competition. I'm like, guys, he's. This is just who he is. And you, but you need there's someone n- like that every once in a while. Yeah. You need someone that you know when you interview, you'll get an honest answer. Yeah. And not a oh well, we don't watch like bullshit. Like I know someone that watches. Oh yeah. I know they watch. Seth absolutely watches AEW. And so Randy Orton has seen AEW. Yeah. And like, you, you need people to say yes, we watch. Yes, sir. The shittier cover. It's like the Paul Heyman thing. Like Paul Heyman said, oh well, when they do good, I will give them their props but they're yeah. 
so far away from WWE, which in the grand scheme of things, they are. They're not WrestleMania. Somebody made a really good point the other day, and it really made me like be annoyed with WWE even more. In AEW, all wrestling is canon. WWE, old WCW, ECW, New Japan, yeah. all that shit. It's part of what they do. Yeah. When there's people that have interacted, like, at some point in the next couple of months, Samoa Joe and CM Punk are going to stand in a ring together, and it's going to get a massive reaction. Yep. Because they're not going to ignore the fact that there is a tremendous amount of history, no. and the fans are going to do it. WWE now is going out of their, like, their own lower brand is not even canon anymore. They literally renamed a guy Ludwig Kaiser, who was already in NXT with a different name. They go out of their way to change these guys' names and everything about them that made them good when they come up. Yeah. yeah that's and why they were it's brought the up. Fundamental, <laughs> it's the fundamental difference between the two companies. Yeah. And that's why I will never watch week to week again. That never. I, I, I can confidently tell you that. I can like, I can watch AEW week to week because they yeah. actually put an effort and like yeah. put out great television. Like AEW this week had like three matches that I'm like, I would tell anyone to go out of your way to watch these matches because they are all incredible. Because for me, the only thing that gave was halfway interesting about Raw, and I knew I just watched it on YouTube was the Cody Rhodes promo. That that's the only thing the that funniest that I cared thing about. about that was when he came out and they didn't get the shot right. Yeah. You just see his head poking out of the ground. It literally made me laugh so hard. Um, Does he remind you of Stafford at all? Yes. He is very like his his uh, his demeanor and the way he talks. Mm-hmm. It's very Stafford like, and yep. it pops me because I'm like, it's like listening to Stafford. Yeah. I also don't believe most of what he says. There you go. <laughs> I'm not saying I feel a way about Stafford, but I have. It's no coincidence that Cody has cut two promos in the last five months where he's <laughs> almost started to cry and get emotional. Like, I get it. Your dad was dusty. We get it. Yeah. We get it, dude. You're good. He's he's also doing that thing where he's like, wasn't, it was a really easy decision for me to come back to WWE. And I'm like, can you just admit that you just went to AEW just to so get back in WWE. Can you just admit it? Yeah. Like, I'll, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with you admitting it. Just don't, like, I'll respect you way more if you stop being such a car- carny, carny wrestler. Yep. yep. But, yes, he does remind me of Stafford a lot. Um, but, but match was incredible. But I, I watched it back. Have you watched it back since? Yes. Devin made me watch it back the next okay. day. Okay. What, what were your thoughts of the match itself? I loved it. I thought the match was great. I liked Becky and Bianca more. Yeah, yeah. As a match. Yeah, yeah. But from a crowd reaction, for being happy for him, like I, I, I came out of that being happy for him because yes, yeah, it's what he wants. Whether he admits it or not, it's what he's always wanted. He's the guy that's going to take the title off of Roman. Yeah. In my opinion, when that is, who knows. And to me, it's like there's guys that they seem they belong in certain places, and he seems like he belongs in WWE. Yeah, there, there's certain. I didn't guys think that, that for a long time. Yeah. but like if that's where he wants to be, then yep. I mean, he was great in AEW. Like yeah. I really liked what he was doing, but he left, and I'm like, okay. Yep. People were like talking about how like 
oh, AEW showing cracks. I'm like, no, this is just what Cody wanted. Yeah. Like, the only thing I'm glad he was honest about was when they asked him about being an executive again. He said he wants no part of it. Yeah. And I'm like, good. So you're saying that you learned something in this experience where you're like, I don't want any part of that anymore. And the people that cracked me up are like, they're like, because they, they post that interview clip where he's like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. But they, they say stuff like they have never changed their mind about anything in their life. People like they've never like, worked a job and really liked it. And two months later, they like hate the job. You know, yeah. you could get promoted and get, get this money and be in this high position and you could fall out of that very quickly. Realize you don't like that. It's, That's not what you want. It's the same people with like, oh, well, like, you know, judging uh, sports stars or actors. Like, you don't know what you would do in yeah. that situation. Because you, you will never be in that situation. You will never make that kind of money. Right. If you had the opportunity, you would. No matter what. No matter what you say, you would try to make that money. <laughs> Another reason that I supremely respect John Cena now is because how often he talks about how ignorant he was when he did the stuff with Rock. Yes. We talked yeah, about, yeah, yeah. oh, you're never here. You're yeah. a part-timer. And now he will willingly admit that he was wrong. He's yep. like, you can't do both you things. Can, you can't. Like, you can't just go back and forth from set no. to Raw. Because if you get hurt on Raw, that movie now is screwed and financially... You're setting that movie back now. And if someone were to do it, it would be Cena. And the fact yeah. that Cena's saying he can't do it, it's it, it can't be done. Right. And that's yeah, that's one of those things. But yeah, I mean no, I enjoyed I enjoyed the match. Like the moment was cool. Like I was really happy. I was really excited. Um you know, I got I got goosebumps right here. See what I do there? It means I got goosebumps. <laughs> when I point at my arm, it means Um But I'm I'm glad you feel that way about Seth. Like I, I was thinking that on the way over here. I was like what what else does he have to do? Like there's, I've he's, literally been to. You too. We've been yeah. to WrestleManias where he's had unforgettable yeah. moments. We literally went to a mania where he had two moments yep. that stand the test of time. WrestleMania, yep. the RKO. Mm-hmm. Um, like and, some people don't even get one moment, and he yeah. had two in one night. And the the cashing in the money in the bank, the only time it's ever been done at WrestleMania. Yeah. Huge pop on that too, by the way. Yep. Um, and then you know he's had other he's had other stuff. I've been yeah. to Manias where he's had other great matches. Like he had that awesome match with Miz and Balor a couple of years ago in yeah. New Orleans. Yep. Um, he took the title off Brock a couple of years ago in New York. He opened the show with Brock a couple of years ago in New York. Like he constantly delivers at Mania. Like, yeah. There, because there are guys that are really talented wrestlers, and you can you can't even come up with a WrestleMania moment for nope. them. Can anyone tell me what Chris Jericho's big WrestleMania moment is? Oh. You can you can say the Michaels match if you want. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to that, That's a match. I'm no, going to tell be. you that I don't even think that was their best match. Yeah. I, and no, I know it's no. a controversial no. thing to say cuz everyone loves that match. Yeah. But for me, it, that wasn't even the best match on the show. No. That wasn't Jericho and Michael's best match together. Like, Chris Jericho's awesome, but there's something to be said if you look at Chris Jericho's big matches. Yeah. He doesn't deliver. For for me... I think he overthinks it. If yeah, you ever yeah, watch yeah, a Chris yeah. Jericho interview, yeah. he overthinks so much oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what happens to him. 
I love Jericho. He's oh, great. Same. So don't yep. let me think. Let me say that. Yeah. Like, and put that out there. I think he's great. But at the end of the day, he had an incredible feud with Kevin Owens. Yes. The yep. Festival of Friendship, one of the greatest Raw segments of all time. Yep. Their match at Mania didn't deliver. And then what happens? This is what he does a lot. He has a hundred excuses for why it didn't yep. work. Yeah. He had a hundred excuses why the Fandango match didn't work. Yep. He always has an excuse when stuff doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but then there's guys like Rollins that are like, hmm? <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> no, he's going to have No, no, I'm saying like Rollins always has these matches and yep. they always deliver. Yep. There's just those guys. And no matter what they do, every big match of theirs is always great. That's why I'm iffy with Jericho being on my top 10 list. Yeah. Because my thing with Jericho is his consistency, number one, (coughs) as he has wrestled this long, can still put on good matches, and he has been able to evolve and change with the times. Yeah, no, I agree. I've I've thought about this more recently when I started thinking of guys like, when you want to put guys in like top, yeah, echelon spots, like you got to take that stuff into account. Yeah, you got to take the big match. That's why Rock and Austin are so much higher than so many other people, because anytime they were in a situation where there was a big main event, it always would deliver. Always, like Rock and Hogan. Had no business no. being anywhere no. near no. as good as it is. Nope. Like that match, from a technical standpoint, should have absolutely been the drizzling shits. And if the crowd sucked, it might have been. Yeah. It might not be looked at so favorably. Um, but yeah, like, well, I think when those type of lists, you have to you have to nitpick, right? And you have to you know, but like. Angles come out and said, "Oh well, Chris Jericho's on my greatest," and and that's that's fine. I just, for me personally, he's I I don't put him on my top ten. Jer- uh, Angle said that Jericho was yeah, on his, yeah. yeah. And it, I'm gonna put this out there too. I am the biggest Edge guy in the world. Yeah, there are a lot of Edge matches that have not delivered. Yeah, that match of Mania yeah, with AJ was fine. Was not one of his best matches. I, I was just gonna say, like that was to me the most unforgettable match of the good matches. Yeah, like and if you remember, Jericho and Edge had a match at yep. the Mania in Arizona. Which I have no, that was no recollection. Not very good. I don't have much of real recollection of that Mania, and I think it's because we didn't sleep. Yeah. I one day was watching like the Money in the Bank from that show. Yeah. And there were so many guys who were still in the company at that point, and I don't remember that. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I really remember the triple threat, the legacy triple threat, yeah. and Sean and Taker, but I was comparing it to the year before. And to me, it still doesn't... Like, to me, it's not the same. Right. It, it doesn't compare. Like, some people say it's better. Some people the, say but it's the, on The par. people that say that one is better, the people are just trying to troll yeah. and trying to get you to get all riled up. Yeah. Um. But that's a yeah that 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 match I hardly uh, Orton again Orton I'm the biggest Orton fan but besides maybe the RKO spot that's his WrestleMania moment 
in, in my mind. Like when I think about what he's done, it may, he's had a lot of good matches, solid matches, but like that RKO spot was like, okay, that's Orton's yeah, big moment. I'm trying to think. Like his match with Taker was good, but again, yeah. it's just a match. Him and Punk was good, but just a match. Just a match. Yeah, you're probably right. The the triple threat was good, but it was like what eight minutes of <laughs> which one? Well, that's true. The uh, he had the one in Orlando yeah. with uh, Triple H and Triple H and, yeah. and Cena. Yeah, I don't really remember that one either. His match with Triple H the next year was not. It didn't live up to. But that was because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't structure the card properly. Yeah. I feel like that. Like the build to that match was great. Yes, fantastic. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. You know who else always delivers? Big time Bex. She really does. She really does. And She's, Bianca Belair, man. Like I, I, I'm at a point where like I've I, still seen maybe three matches at first, and, and they're all good. And the last one I saw was last WrestleMania, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Like it's like Becky's the. T- it's funny because I was always a huge Becky fan. Like, I always wanted her to get pushed. Once she got pushed, I, like, it's one of those that, like, you get pushed, and I kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. And that's how it was with her. It's not that she doesn't deserve it. It's not that she doesn't have talent, because she does on both ends. But it's, like, I just, I like the ascent better for some people. And for her, she was one of those that's that I That's my biggest liked. problem with wrestling, by the way. Yeah. There's so much stuff where it's, like, the chase, that's why the, the chase is awesome. But yeah. You get so worried when you're like, what happens when they get it? Yeah. Like, what do you do? <sighs> so the thing I struggle with the most when you yeah. think about stuff, it's like, what do you do now? Yeah. It's like pulling back the curtain a little bit on the West Coast Wrestling Company now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gatson finally got the title. Like, what does he do now? What do you, yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see. Um, <laughs> No, I, I agree. But you know though. me. I, mean, I love Becky. No, yes, and and I don't because she delivers. I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. But for some reason, and I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like once she got to that like upper, that uh, you know, like untouchable stage, mm. I kind of backed off on her. And I don't know if it was like, well, she got her due. Like, and it's not like I'm talking shit about her. Like, you know, some. But people, she's also been gone for most of the last two yeah. years too. And I don't watch. Like I said, yeah. I don't watch consistent. But like I watch her, and I'm like. I like how do I say this but it's like I would watch it and I'm like man you I would be so annoyed with you if I was watching in a different place if that makes any sense yeah like she's just one of those characters and personas that I would not like but she's so freaking good and so talented yeah that I love watching her her, her I don't in general love women's matches Hmm. But her and Bianca were fantastic. What was last year? It was Sasha and Bianca, right? Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. Like, it was... Bianca, like I said, I've probably seen three matches. That's like and the one thing I can say that WWE does way better than AEW is women's matches. Yeah. Because there's literally no attempt at women's matches in yeah. AEW right now. Um, But no, like, yeah, I really don't see much of Bianca. And there's still parts of me that don't like aspects of Bianca I don't like and like but yeah. I'm also one of those people it's like you can't 
deny someone is talented. No, no. Like as much as you might personally not be into them or their character yeah. or whatever, like I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is. There's just something about her that I'm just like, uh And that's there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you watch long enough and you've been around it, there's gonna be people that you don't relate to. Because they, that's a huge part of it. That's that's relating to, to it. it. Like yeah. Um but that, again with I think part of it with me with her too is like if I were doing week to week booking, like, what do I do with her? I would want her to be a heel. Yeah, yeah. Because she's got that personality. I think yes. that's more heel. Like, I never understood the turning Becky heel thing and the whole thing. I'm like, that seems dumb to turn your biggest women's baby face heel, but whatever. But yeah, I mean that that match was probably my favorite match of the night yeah um, no well maybe depending on what we're what you consider a match yeah yeah, yeah. it was my favorite wrestling match of the night um and i didn't see it initially like i i went back and watched it yeah well i would have told i would have told you to watch it back because it was yeah i think it was better than the sasha match if i'm being honest I, i do yeah i do too i think but I think that also has to do with like, even though you don't know the story, like yeah. you learn it before the match and you're like, okay, yeah. I always really like it when they do that. When this is, this is when the, the let it play out, people get their, get their big W's. Yeah. But when they did the thing at SummerSlam where she basically squashed her. Yeah. 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 And they did that right at the beginning where it was like, oh no, she's yeah. going to do it again. I love, I love that shit more than anything where it's like, Oh man, you really like because I'm not gonna buy that that's the finish. Yeah, but, but like a lot of the the people in the crowd that have seen it are like, oh, like I know what you're doing, and I love it because it's just from me this the psychological standpoint of it yeah. I, like, is very cool. I loved all the like multiple pin attempts, like the frustration with Becky. Yeah, because she couldn't get it on like she couldn't get it early, and I'm like that's the st-. and I don't have to know the story. But yeah. you told it in the match. People who are good enough can tell you the story without telling, without exactly. you needing to know the story. Yep. And they did. And like, that yeah, was fantastic. They're very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. Good God, Charlotte has really regressed. I watched the first five minutes because Donna had an interest in watching it, and then we we turned it off. I, I and I didn't care to go. One of the worst it. matches I've ever seen live. I I have no words. They were gonna main event WrestleMania with that match at one point, and I was like, man, that would have left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. I don't know what's going on with Charlotte. I don't know if there's something personal going on with her. I don't know if she's lost interest in wrestling because she was never really a wrestling fan to begin with. I don't know if she just has a general disinterest in WWE now because of what they did to her fiance. I don't know what's going on, but somebody not who's not her father needs to figure this out because he's going off in his own dimension. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. If he's not dead in the next five years, I'll be shocked. He is going back to party (laughs) Ric Flair and that is very dangerous. It, it really is. I, I mean, I, I don't know. He's I, belligerently tweeting these things, and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" He started a podcast, and then 
fired the guy who's doing the podcast. Which I actually listened to. Like, I listened to the majority of the episodes. Like, the Angle one. I started listening to the Angle one. I get to a point, like, five, ten episodes in where I, where I, where I tone down. Yeah. Like, the Bischoff one. I watched, I listened to it for listened about for ten episodes. Yeah. And I stopped. The the Bruce Pritchard one, I listened to probably the majority of them. Yeah. And then I just stopped altogether. But the Flair one, I, I watched, I heard so much shit talk about Mark Madden. I had not been familiar. I knew who he was, but I didn't know him in WCW. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know who the fuck it was. So it's like, I I'm listening. To, I didn't like Conrad either. The first time I listened to Conrad, I did not like him. Like his initial like podcast with Flair, I was like, who is this guy? But like yeah. as he went on, and now you could talk shit about his ads or whatever. But he's done a lot for podcasting. That he has, I, but I he's can't. now circled back to thinking he's like actually part of the wrestling business because he's okay. friends with yeah. Bruce. Yeah. And he's becoming more obnoxious. He's doing, see, I don't know that. He's part doing now. that thing where he like comes after fans who are too negative. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just being a shill for yeah. the people that you work for who are all WWE like yeah. talented ba- talent basically. Yeah. And I'm you know, I'm perfectly fine like there's just something about 80-year-old former wrestlers talking about the week-to-week product that I just have no interest in. Well, sure, yeah. I'm just like, I I, yeah. I, I genuinely don't care what Ric Flair thinks of last week's Raw. No. I genuinely don't want to hear from Ric Flair because Flair said that the Charlotte and Ronda match was one of the best women's matches yeah. he's ever seen and said that the Becky-Bianca match wasn't good. Yeah. And I immediately said, okay, you're telling on yourself. Yes. I'm supposed to respect what you think. Yeah. And I respect everything you've done, but you are blatantly coming out here and saying things that are wrong. And that's the problem with having the daughter be in the business. Right. Because he's he's not going to come out and say that was a shitty match. No. But he could say it, it, he's, he's like she enjoyed herself. Yeah. Yeah. Say something that yeah. sounds good. Learn I, a positive spin. I don't with Flair and it's like I I've it's taken a lot from Flair, obviously. Like I, I've, it, he's been a inspiration for me and no the breathing. ring and the business and stuff like that. But like, I take so much what he says with the great. You have to. Yeah. It's like like I, I sat there and watched his nine hour shoot interview. Like <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, okay, I maybe believe that, but that's like with anything, like. Whose side are you going to believe, you know? The only person who I ever believe in interviews when they tell stories is Bret Hart. <laughs> I like and he's I, the one you hate the most. I, I, I'm not a big Bret Hart fan, but, like, I listen to him and I'm like, yeah, Bret Hart doesn't lie. I, I mean... Bret Hart legitimately just, like... Bret is bitter as shit, but I, he, he's truthful, I've, I think. I actually you know? have turned a corner on Bret a little bit because... And this is why. I'm a pretty petty guy. Yeah. But <laughs> the amount of petty... He finds any moment to take a shot at Goldberg is just some of my favorite material. He will turn an interview about like his daughter skating into an anti Goldberg rant. And there's just something I respect so much about that where I'm like, you know what, Ben? I like you now. I I still think his book was like one of the top for sure, like top three wrestling books. Like and I was not the biggest Bret Bret Hart fan. We've had a whole episode talking shit about this guy. I I like him more than you do, certainly. But it's like I was like, man, this is a bitter asshole right now. But he's truthful. I believe right. pretty much every word he said in that book. 
Now, if it happened, who knows? But, you know, I tell I, you, I, sold, I, as, I bought it. As the time and years go on, as an in-ring performer, I'm still not a fan. But yeah. as like a person, I watch him and I go, man, maybe he isn't that shitty of a guy. I just look at it and I go, oh, man. Sean was kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone likes Sean more than Brett. I like Sean more than Brett. But I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, I think Brett inspired more people than Sean did. I think wrestling has a way of if you're around long enough, you're going to get people to turn on you eventually. Especially nowadays with social media, shoot interviews, podcasts, you're going to say something to put your foot in your mouth. You're going to have something. There was just something about like him for so long that he just always complained about everything. And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? I would still be pissed at Goldberg too. Yeah. Like I would still be mad about that. And like, I don't know. There's just something about like when Brett does stuff, like nice stuff to like the current town. I'm like, he's just doing that because he wants yeah, to. Yeah, he's got nothing. He's to not doing for, it no. for clout. He's got nothing. Like to Sean, I think is Sean. I think does stuff for clout. He does stuff because uh, yeah. And then there was some interview that Dax did where he talked about how Sean does all this stuff to him. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. basically shit talked him in front of all his friends, all his click buddies, and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm turning completely back to I'm turning completely to Bret Hart. Oh, he'll say something in a week to get. <laughs> no, I don't think he will, because there's not because like he's not going to say something about someone I like yeah. negative. No, like, he's just not. He's going to say something about Goldberg, and I'm going to yep. laugh because I hate Goldberg too. I'm just like that's hilarious. How did you turn this into a Goldberg rant? I think it was so funny when somebody asked him because I, I thought for a while he was going to come in and manage FTR and yeah, AEW. Yeah, yeah. And I actually was like, that's a really good fucking idea. And I hope that they do it. And I was like, did I really just say that out loud? Like I had to look. I'm like, am I excited about Bret Hart coming into somewhere? Like, and then somebody asked him in an interview and he's like, they're like are you coming to AEW? And the he's like, to do what? And they're like, to man, he's like, but to do what? And I was just like, that's awesome. He just doesn't have any interest. No. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, no. he's the one wrestler that I'm just like, he's fine with just doing nothing the rest of his life and just in, enjoying his life. My favorite is that Edge, that Edge interview, like when he's asking Brett a question on that talk show, and like everyone in the comments are like, man, Brett was such an asshole. I'm like, I think that's just his like demeanor. Like, he answered the question perfectly fine. I'm yeah. like, I didn't go like, what an, ass-. but even Edge has said like. Backstage, he gave him more advice, and you know, yeah, I'm like, I just think Brett was the guy that didn't want to like openly be like yeah. that guy. Yeah, I think he was the that like top athlete that doesn't like the attention. Yeah, doesn't want the like recognition, yeah. and I think that's why you don't people don't look at him. Yeah, and that I mean, a lot of the he's that guy that like a lot of the workers love him. Yeah, he's like Arn. Yeah, Arn doesn't have like the level of yeah. notoriety of like oh he was a big star. But every worker you talk to fucking loves Arn, as they should. Yeah, Arn is awesome. He's incredible. Another podcast, guy I started his podcast. His podcast is hilarious. I, I stopped listening. He's so boring. <laughs> He's like the most boring human being I've ever heard in my Which life. Which is hilarious because the promos are incredible. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> I, and remember when I said to you at one point, I was like, "Is Arn a good promo guy?" And you looked at me like I had like seven heads. 
and it was because I had seen him talk and do regular interviews. Yeah, you're like, I just uh. couldn't believe that Arn Anderson was actually a good promo guy at one point. I was like, and like you and Devin looked at me like I was crazy, and then I watched his promos, and I'm like, what is you're this? Like, oh damn, what is this? Who is this person? What is have you ever seen a guy that's more boring in real life but great on promos? Like, has is it's usually the opposite. Yeah, yep. it's usually the complete opposite. Um, but anyway, we gotta move along a little bit. <laughs> we gotta move. We gotta move along. We guys. still got shit to talk about. Um, I mean, night two, we can kind of just yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, but the end of night one. Yes. Yeah. The Kevin Owens show that mm-hmm. turned into Steve Austin's last match. Yep. Which. I now, for the rest of my life, will get to say that I was at Stone Cold Steve Austin's last match. Um, I don't think I've ever been more excited in my life yeah. to see him something live than I was to see that. I like, I couldn't even function properly to chant along with him when he said, "Give me a hell yeah." yeah. I was just like, in I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna do this!" Like he's like. When Kevin said the thing, I tried to tr- I tricked you to get you here. Yeah, and I was like, he's like, he's like, I want to challenge you to match, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna do this. I really wish that Steve had like his gear on. Yeah, that was my one. Yeah, or at least take the, take the shirt off, yeah. bro. Just take the shirt off. I know you're more ripped than half the people here. I, <laughs> but alas, they did the match. Yes, and for what it was. It was fucking awesome. It reminded it me of so like awesome. WWE like or WWF Attitude Era main event. It like you, you battle out in the crowd. You, you, the only thing I didn't care for was the suplex he took on the car. Like I didn't care for that. But he had to take one bump. You're taking and a that bump. was like That's the one cool. bump he wanted like, to what, take. Whatever. Like. That's cool. I, I get it. <laughs> but for what it was, I, I I only knew Austin as like the, the brawler. Yeah. Like it wasn't until I went back later and watched his older stuff and. He's fantastic in the ring. Right. Like what happened after his neck injury, but I only knew him as that let's brawl through the crowd and, you know, Rock and Austin, you know, punches back and forth and the him only, tripping over wires and shit. The only <laughs> thing about it that was like even slightly negative was I think because of his age, they shouldn't have made the talking segment go so long. Yeah. Because you could tell early on when he was trying to stomp, yeah, it, he had cooled down it, yes, from whatever... Yeah. Like he'd yeah. gotten stretched out and gotten yep. ready, but by the time the match started, oh, yeah. he was very stiff looking yes. with his movement. I noticed that with his punches yeah. in the corner. He but was, even t- but towards the end, yeah, he was. Moving. But he hasn't been doing shit for nineteen years. I yeah. mean, but that's for everything it was. Right. It was awesome, and I stopped right when they because when they did they announced the match, and then I stopped it because I had to go to work, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to pick this up at the match." Then I yeah. I watched it today. And I said, well, hopefully I can watch it before I come here. And it was, you know, it was fine. But for what it was, yeah. I'm glad he got that last. I love that Owens thing that he posted like the night before. Mm-hmm. Like I retweeted it from you or whatever. Like that's a moment that I wish happened more. Right. And that's like, again, the peel behind the curtain a little bit. Like, you know, Owens, you know, his story, you know, he went to Austin and Austin told him never stop talking. Like, that's my advice. And so you know they have that history right there, and you know he started using the stunner like the slow build for this thing. Yeah, and it's not many people. I I was never a huge Owens fan like you were, like in in his indie run. But guys like that, you appreciate, and you he deserves all the success, like bar none. 
Sammy's and like guys that have been through it. Yeah, deserve that. I've I've never I've only had one interaction with him in my yeah. life. The one time I met him, like he was nice and fine, yeah. but like there's just something about him. Like I think it's just because I'm just a fat guy, and that has a lot to that do. That could with be it. it. But again, you relate to it. But there's an exactly, <laughs> it doesn't matter like, exactly. <laughs> The thing about wrestling that everyone always says is these guys should relate to you. Yes. And he's the one wrestler that I look at and I go, that could have been me. Yes. That is what I would have been. Yep. And I always, I don't know, I've always had this emotional attachment to him. Like, yep. his first mania was in Dallas. Yeah. I got goosebumps then. Mm-hmm. I was excited for him then. Every single time I see him at mania, I get excited Last year, he wrestled Sammy. They've wrestled a million times. Yep. I got goosebumps when the match happened because yep. I was so happy for them. And it seems so silly because I don't know these people. But well, like, you feel like you do. I you, do. You know, I'm watching the Austin match, and I I see his mom and dad. Yeah. And I see his daughter, and I see his son, and I yep. see his wife because I follow his wife on Instagram. I yep. know what they all look like. Yep. And I saw them, and I said something to Devin. Devin couldn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. That's his mom and dad. like, yeah. And they're just right in front of him. He's wrestling Steve Austin. Yep. His dad who went and got him like all these VHS, VHS tapes yep. with all the like with all these Steve Austin matches and all this stuff like like there's just so much where I'm just like I don't think I stopped smiling for 20 yeah. minutes like everything in the match like Devin was trying to like talk to me about stuff and I'm it's just like, like no, watching no, no, I'm just like yeah. I'm just I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm enjoying this because yep. this is something really cool. This is a guy that's living legitimately. I know something that he's yeah. always dreamed of, and like, I'm sure even like going up to it, he figured something was going to happen. Oh, that was yeah, the yeah. match wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But like, and he never growing up, he never. You could dream that, but you you never thought you'd get that. Right. There, there's just right. no. And I, I don't know. There's just something like. I think I I don't know. But the match was fun. Yeah. He bumped his ass off for yep. him. Of course. And, it, it, you know. And I'm glad because the whole, like, is he going to resign? Is he going to go to AEW? Is he going to stay with WWE? He stayed and he got rewarded. Yeah. I'm not saying he stayed the, because I still of in that. the long run wish he would have gone to AEW because sure. that would have been more fun yeah. for me because I watched that week to week. Yeah. Like, Samoa Joe's in AEW now. Cool. I get to see Samoa Joe every week because I'm not watching WWE. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to see Kevin Owens again for yeah. a while because I don't watch the product. But like, Owens got his payoff for 20 years. He, he <laughs> I mean, he can, can, top, he, could, he can yeah, retire right he now. He can't top that. There's nothing, there's nothing in his life no. he's going to do no. that's going to top that for him. Nope. That's the pinnacle of his career. And that's what not just wrestling fans, but human beings should want for other human beings. Right. <laughs> like Especially ones that, that you know for a fact yes. aren't a piece of shit. It, yeah. When you can look at a person and you know for a fact yep. that they're not a bad person, it makes it easier to root for them. Yes. Yep. And it's like, has Kevin had issues with other people like Cornette? Sure. But that's, a, lo- that's, a lot of people have issues yeah, with Cornette. That's gonna like, ha- yeah. And like, it, it is it is what it is. Again, but like, you pick a side. <laughs> yeah, you pick a side. It's fine. Like, yeah. But another thing is like, a lot of people hate this about him, but he literally wrestled Steve Austin wearing the exact gear that everyone told him would never work for him. Yep. Shorts, a t-shirt. Yep. There you go. It's it's just crazy. Like 
I still honestly can't believe that it happened. Yeah, that's it's still like a surreal moment to me where I'm just like, man, like, like the only thing that would top it for me, I think, for him, would be like if he got to wrestle Rock next year. Yeah, yeah. Like I think honestly that would be like huge for him. Yeah, and it's like I'm not even talking about just like a regular match with Rock. Like just if there's like a tag match. Yeah, where it's like him and Roman versus Rock and someone else. Like I don't know. It, but, it was fantastic. I mean, it was a great. I'm certain. Like I said, I didn't watch the women's match, but I'm glad that. Yeah, people. Was the main. I don't. I think people were n- cool with it because I don't think anybody was expecting him and Austin to be like a five star classic. No, it was literally. Exa- it was everything Austin ever did. Yep. In the Attitude Era. Yeah. But, I mean, I wish I felt as good about Sammy's match because I feel. Yeah. I feel I, Kevin is at a different level for me, but Sammy's like right below. Yeah. Those are the two guys I think I'm like most passionate. I feel like I have this weird thing with Canadian wrestlers. <laughs> like all my favorite wrestlers are like Canadian guys. Like and now Bret Hart. And now Bret Hart. <laughs> he's entering the, he's entering my tier. He, he's going to go in tier two of my favorite wrestlers. I'm going to start watching Bret Hart tapes. One day I'm just going to walk into a room and be like, Danny, have you ever watched his Bret Hart match? Is he was Bret pretty, Hart actually good, good in the ring? Like, it's going to be like a full baby face turn for me for Bret Hart. Where it's all of a sudden going to be like, did Adam start liking Bret Hart? But hey, it shows that I'm adaptable. It really does. Which, I mean, we've we've proven. I've, I've yes. 100% in the past backed off on a lot of things yes. that I didn't like. Yeah. Because guess what? People change their minds. Yes, and that's okay. Yeah. There's That's been okay. so many, like the one thing I'm, I'll never change my mind on is Goldberg. I'm never going to be a Goldberg guy. Very, very nice guy. Yep. We met him. <laughs> I just don't particularly care much for him in the ring. I, I, I don't either. I, I don't care to see him. Yeah. I, I don't care to see him come back. I like his interviews because I think he's a, I think for the most part, he's honest, at least for his, you, you know, his pers- uh, perspective on yeah. things. Like, I don't know how I would be if I was just throwing everything in WCW when you're been trained for two weeks and you're like, oh, you're going to beat everyone for 173 weeks or whatever it is. And you're now at the top of the industry after two weeks. Yeah. Like he got a shit ton of success very early on when he came to WWE initially, like they're expecting him now to have these 20, 30 minute matches and that's not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's. Like, I when know. I see Goldberg, I want to see him kill people. Yeah. Just like when I see Lesnar, I don't want to see Lesnar in a 30-minute match. I, very, very, uh, there are some circumstances, but in what general. What if he's wearing a cowboy hat for 30 minutes? Then, yes, book it, 100%. I'll watch 30 <laughs> minutes of him just sitting in a room. But, like, like this him. This is nice. But, like, he did, like, him this versus. This is what Roman gets, huh? <laughs> he did that, that thing where he wrestled AJ. He wrestled Brian. He wrestled Finn, and they were all, you know, who are we talking about again? Uh, Lesnar. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and they were all like actual, you know, longer matches for him for the most part. But I was like, after AJ and after Brian, I was like, I don't think anyone else needs to get that rub from yeah. Brock. It's like because then you you Brock's the fucking get the man. mystique from him. Brock, Brock is another guy that will never get his respect. See now, I th- I see it. Changed recently. It changed recently because I don't he, know if it's he, because he did the McAfee interview. Yeah, he's shown more personality. I feel like people are starting yeah. to give him more his due, but 
it shouldn't have taken this long. No, it, it definitely should. No, like just be like, perfect example. Keith doesn't like Brock as much as he used to, and I'm like, yeah, Brock's different now. Yeah, but he's like a star. Yeah, he's a superstar, like a multi-layered yes. superstar. Like yep. Brock Lesnar is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, like re- he's been in wrestling now for yep. a very very long time. In any metric you could, you, know, you in come ring, up with any I metric mean, you want. Brock Lesnar's the man. Drawing yeah. power, whatever. Um, so we can go over night two kind of quickly, I guess. I don't yeah. know. If there's not a lot. The, t- the the tag match opener was awesome. That was great. That was great. I thought that was really good. Uh, Triple H, the open. The Triple H open yes. again. <sighs> Devin. <laughs> Triple H is making his entrance. I'm like. I'm not. I don't cry. I I don't really ever cry, but there's those moments where you get like that, like you get choked up. Yep. And that entire entrance, I was getting that because yep. I'm just thinking in my head, like he could have been dead. Yeah. Like you yeah. walk, like he walked up and hugged his kids, which I I think is legitimately the first time that we've seen his kids. Yeah, because they're other not, than his DVD. Yeah. Which I don't know if you even see them in the DVD. No, it's kind of. They're yeah. kind of, but this like I think the I think they're old enough now where it's okay. Yeah. Um, he hugged his kids and like I'm still just sitting there like I'm just like, this is the last time I'm gonna see this. Yeah. Because he's not gonna wrestle again. <laughs> no, never. There's a lot of people who aren't doctors that are like, oh, another fake retirement. I don't think you understand how what a what a defibrillator is and how the heart works and how you have to kind of even him doing all of that. I was like very like. Should you even be doing yeah, yeah. this? <laughs> are you sure you're okay? Are you sure? Are you sure you can be doing this? Like, calm down, dude. But yeah, man. A great moment. A great way to start the show. Yes. They did the tag match, which was awesome. The tag was great. Yep. Um, I was gonna skip it, but I can't skip Orton. Like Orton, I'm like, he's gonna do something. There's nothing that makes me like, happier than people finally starting to come around on yeah, Orton. Yep. People are st- finally starting to put Orton in that category yeah. of like greatest of all time, which and I'm like. Been there. I'm like guys. Now. I was, I'm. We jumped the gun a lot. We were way. We were like way ahead yes. of the curve. Like we were like, this guy's the greatest of all time. We saw something, and then other other people were like he might get fired next week. Like that's how that's how we were with Horton. We stuck by Horton through everything, through all the bad shitting, yes. through all the yep. the bad attitudes. Yep. And did you see did you see Cody's interview? Where he talked about how he hears Orton's a failing man now and he's just not going to have it. <laughs> Did you hear the urinal story? No. Uh, Cody was talking about how he one night there was his backstage. He was just walking by Orton in the bathroom. He's like, hey, Code. And he looks over at him. And he just grabs the urinal and rips it out of the wall. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And then the next night, there's like a big meeting and Vince is yelling, I just want to know who did this. And Orton gets up and walks to the front. He's like, I want to know who did this. Who's responsible? I want to know. And I'm like, that's one of the funniest things, one of the funniest Orton stories I've ever heard. My favorite is still the oatmeal story that Maven told, where he went to like Denny's after the show. <laughs> and like, he, like the waiter, he ordered oatmeal and he ordered like, he got like this watery ass oatmeal and he was like, yeah, I need it like, you know, I need it better than that. And like he slapped it out of the waiter's hand. He's like, I'll pay for like 50 of these oatmeal as long as you get one of them right. 
Oh man. <laughs> oh man. He's really something else. He really is. And <laughs> but that, that was a great match. That, that that was a great a great open. I uh, Gable, we can call him Gable now, right? Isn't he's he not, Chad Gable again? He's, yeah. Chad, he's like ridiculously ripped. Like I haven't seen him in well since the Shorty G thing. Probably I think I saw that one week. I, yeah. I'm done. Like that may be a stop of me. <laughs> See, I don't even know what all that is. What? What is? See, I don't, it's apparently the thing he does now when he goes shoosh. <laughs> but it worked. And it was in his theme song. It really caught me off guard. I was like, okay. But yeah. Um, other than that, I was really happy for Pat McAfee. Yes. He's, that whole lead up, like the uh, that promo he did, like just the interviews. Like I started watching all the interviews with yeah. the guys he was doing. Like I've. Since the Vince interview, I have his show on every day. Yeah. Because he's like a... The way his show is, that's kind of my dream yeah. for how... Like, it's... Like, he inspires me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, he's someone, again, where other than the NFL part, which I obviously am not an athlete, but it's... He's literally living the dream I would want. Yeah. Sports talk show. Yeah. Smackdown commentator. Yep. Got to wrestle WrestleMania. These are, I mean, these are obviously a lot of people's dreams. Like mine is more specific to the, you know, the sports. Yeah. Talk show type thing, which is something I've always really wanted to do. Um, but again, like I've saw, I saw his matches in NXT. Like a lot of the stuff he was doing is stuff he's done before. Yeah. But no one had seen it. Yeah, the him back flipping off the top and doing yeah, the Shelton yeah. jump to the top rope. Yeah. I've seen him do it, but no one else has. Yeah. So it was like a cool thing for everyone to see. But it's different on WrestleMania stage. It's different on WrestleMania. It's, it's much. Yeah, he's also very charismatic. Yes, that's the he picked a great theme song to come out to. Yes. Got really over with the crowd. I love the interview. Like the next day, he's like, I came out and I was like, I didn't think about what to do with my hands. Yeah, he's like, I thought about literally everything else to do that. He night, had no idea he was gonna get stunned afterwards. Yeah, yeah that was. Again, another thing where I'm like, well, I know. I mean, you don't need to be like a scientist, no, to like. Oh, Austin's offering me beer; he's gonna stun me. But even like the Vince thing, like he's like, well, I don't know. Are we gonna do this match? <laughs> he's like, Vince starts taking off his jacket. He's like, uh, are we? I think Pat knew the match <laughs> was gonna happen, but I don't understand it. Yeah, I. Th- um, what I heard was. They did it for the documentary they're working on for Vince. It's Vince's cut, whatever, man. What, whatever. And I don't understand why he had to win or beat McAfee. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> he literally doesn't look human anymore. Vince literally just looks like that. That promo when he's in the gym, like doing that thousand pound oh, squat. And it's the grainiest, like, I love when that guy posts the videos because it's the grainiest videos because ever. Because he's probably shooting it from, like, an iPhone 4. Like, <laughs> but hey, Pat McAfee, Austin Theory just left here doing 1,000 pounds. Just another day in the office for us. It's, uh, oh, man. If I could, like, follow a man around for a week and just, like, see how he does business, talk to him about life, I would love to. Like, I would like to do I, I that would, now. Yes, because he at this point he's the guy in the in the uh, the rafters on the Muppets, the the two old guys that are just <laughs> yeah. laughing. That he's one of those people now. Yeah, 
Like, if you just strung him on a string. Like, I was watching that thing with Seth, and I'm like, does he even know they're filming a promo right now? I don't think he does. No. He just looks up, and he's like, I'm not going to fire you. Get off my desk. I don't know what's wrong with his voice. What happened to his voice? Does he start smoking cigars? For all the shit he gets, I, I still... I admire that guy so much. I, I really do. I mean, you can admire... I, yeah, I, I mean, I really admiring do. him is one thing, but yeah. realizing that, hey, it's probably time for you to stop doing this yeah. is a totally different yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of McMahon's, uh-huh. do you follow Shane? Uh, like on Instagram or... Yeah. T- uh, I, I do. Did you yes. see his son? I did. Is and I was a, like thrown back. So I was like, I wasn't that long ago when his kid was... Was that at Dallas, right? Yeah, but that was 2016. That was a long time ago. That was like six years ago. That tripped me out seeing it. Like, some, like Eminem's kid, for example. Yeah. Bailey, I'll see like pictures. And I'm like, a long time has passed. <laughs> like, you see it in a different light when you see like celebrities, like their kids. Are, They're talking like, about LeBron James playing with his kid. Yeah. And that trips me out to no end. And I'm just like, cool. Danny, we literally live in a world where we've seen Vladimir Guerrero and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yes. And they're both, like, we're going to see both of them play their entire careers. Yep. And then there might be a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jr. Double Jr. Like, I saw Fernando Tatis play. Yeah, I did too. Like, the senior. I remember him. in one inning. Yeah. (laughs) I remember him very much. Now his son is playing, and he's one of the best players in baseball. Like, there's going to be a day when... Maybe Crane Griffey will have a son that plays. Tiger Woods' kid is playing golf. Like, we could soon not care about Tiger Woods' kid playing golf. Because we don't, I sure as hell don't care about golf. No. No, I really don't. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. The main event was weird. Roman won. Roman's the double champion. Yeah. Rock didn't come out. That kind of annoyed me. Yeah. I feel like Rock's going to back out. I think Every for me, game. I was just expecting it so much that anything less than that, I, I wouldn't. That's how I felt. I know. walked out of Mania a little. I, I yeah. won't say disappointed, but I walked out going, eh, he should have given us that. Yeah. But once Austin came out after the McAfee match, I was like, they're not yeah. giving us rock tonight. Yeah. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Austin was having a great time. Yes. He that's, had to have been that, drunk before he walked out. That stunner reaction where oh he's just God. laughing. <laughs> and he stuns McAfee and he's just doing the airplane thing around the ring. I thought he was going to like swim in the beer again like he was having a great time good for him great great for that's him. a great, that's a I mean, great send-off for it him is, it is undertaker went in the hall of fame i didn't care about either time he walked out the first time he walked out i went and got the kevin the ko mania shirt yep. as i posted on facebook i was not the undertaker being in the background of that picture was a complete accident <laughs> it just so happened that as the picture was being taken he was on the big screen waving yeah I couldn't have cared less. I respect Undertaker for his career, sure. but I never, I he was never one of my guys that I. He wasn't never even in my top five favorite no, guys. He wasn't at any point in his career, but I I respect everything he did. Yeah, he gave us the best near fall of all time. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell match where he got super kicked and pedigreed. Danny and I bought it. That, we bought it. Yep. There's gonna be people that you. Relate to more than others, but he's. I, I gotta, never be I on my list, top ten list. I gotta listen to some interviews about my new favorite Bret Hart and see what he says about Undertaker. <laughs> what are his thoughts on Take? Please tell me about Take. Tell me about Mark Calloway, the man. 
Uh, any other thoughts on Mania Night 2? Uh, in general, I think WrestleMania as a whole, because I was trying to think nothing has stood out for me as an entire WrestleMania like since 31. And I think a big part of that is because we were there, because I haven't been to one since then. But I try to combine the shows as a whole, and just maybe it's I don't watch it as a fan as much anymore. I just watch the bigger show. You know certainly more because you go every year. It's very hard for me to uh, combine the two shows together. Yeah. Like, and because 30, like 31, I was like, oh, I can remember it clear as day. Yeah. Whereas these, I'm still like, the two shows I kind of like. I understand. I love it. I, I know why they do it. For me, it's like, I just. There's, I know, it, like for me, I just feel like it should be one night. There's no way it's that just, that tag match with Orton gets any crowd energy if it's in a yeah. one night mania. And and I, I see that point. I really do. There's no, there's yeah. no, the McAfee match. Yeah, crowd's not going to be into that. Yeah. If it's a one night event, and I'm sure if if I went, and it was two nights, I, I would I would see it even further, and I would like it more. Yeah. For that, but as, as a fan, it's still like. Well, you're going to see next up. year. I, I am. We already talked about it. Not with you, but after. But the we're podcast. definitely going to. We're definitely not staying up there. No. So I mean, it's the point of like, we're going to be driving up to LA two days in a row. Yeah. Like, okay. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it's better than trying to find an Airbnb up in LA. Yeah. Like we, you couldn't do that anyway. No. Um. Yeah, in LA next year. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of people are going to go. Yep. So I don't have to sit next to strangers. Who we'll definitely be going. Haven't taken a shower in seven months. Yep. I'll definitely shower before then. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. All right. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Anyway. But it, uh, anyway, but it was hard. You to should really watch compare. the New York Mania again, the most recent one, because in all honesty, that's probably one of the better WrestleManias there's been. Which one was that? I'm the one Kofi won the title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seth versus Brock. Triple H versus okay. Batista. The triple threat with the women that main evented. AJ and Orton. Because there was two manias. Like, the one, the COVID one, I won't even count. Like, the one in the Performance Center. I, I It's not fair. I don't even remember one. what was on that I, show. I can't even count that one. But there's been two manias that I believe that it was just so hard for me to even get through that I just, I don't remember. And it's probably the New York one. And... I, I'm just trying to but think. But that one was in two nights. Well, that one was like eight hours, though. And that's probably why they switched it to And I was probably like, this is way too long. Yeah. But with me saying that, I don't believe you need 15 matches. I don't think everybody needs to be on the card. And that's no, but I, I did that in a vacuum where I looked at the two cards from this night. Yeah. And I looked at every match and I said, okay, what would I take out yeah. if I this was a one-night show? And to be honest, like there wasn't a lot. I wasn't. There wasn't much. I was like, "Oh, I want to take." I this don't think out. so either. And what was that? Ten matches. Well, how many? There matches? was eight matches each night, so there were sixteen matches. Okay. See that? That's eight matches per night is too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know what you do. So you have to separate it. I would have definitely not done the New Day match. No. Like I don't understand what. I don't understand why you bumped. The, I understand why you bumped the match. That's fine. Yeah. I don't understand why you gave them the match the next night and made it thirty seconds long. Yeah. And then gave the guy that recently almost paralyzed someone the win. Yeah, I'll never understand that. Whether 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 you blame him or not, 
and I do. Yeah. Because the way he did the suplex yeah. was not how you do that suplex. He did not help him get over. Yeah. This is my opinion. It's the way I see it. You don't automatically then give him a WrestleMania match and then <laughs> give him the win. No. You don't. No, you don't have to punish the man. No. But you don't but have to also you don't have to reward him either. Don't put him out there, what, t- yeah. three weeks, four it weeks? It wasn't Delo's fault that Draws got no. paralyzed, but we never saw Delo again. I mean, he came back a couple of times. But yeah, but not. he wasn't going to have a high profile. Oh. No. No. But anyway, dude, that's about it. We'll get into some of the questions we got next week, you know. We had a lot to talk about. We haven't done a podcast in like two weeks. We did. So. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh-huh. Um, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know the uh, we have some wrestling coming up for us. Yep, possibly that we might be taking part in. So next week, I also want to. I was going to plug a show and a couple people, but I will do that next week because it will take time. It'll take more time. So I did. I did. I I want to listen to that show. Yeah. Before we plug yeah. it, because I will admit to you right now that I did not. And I feel bad because I do want to listen to yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, even and I do want to plug the people you're talking about mm-hmm. because they have been very. Um, and they know who they are. So yeah, yeah. Right now, we're just kind of acknowledging you, like in a very small way. Yes. When we're definitely going to make more yeah. of an effort to acknowledge you more publicly because you've been very cool about putting us over on social yeah. media, and. I haven't been doing my best to put you over on social media, but the our our uh, accounts have been. Yeah, yeah. So that's what all that matters. But uh, but it's will, like the the whole encapsulate. I don't want to just a quick five minute shout. We will out do it in the then, beginning of next yes, week's episode. Yeah, because doing it an hour and forty five minutes and is not fair to them because yes. not a lot of people make it this far. Yeah. So if you if you guys have made it this far, I really appreciate yes. you. I don't even think my girlfriend will make it this far into the podcast, but I appreciate her if she does. Uh-huh. Um, hi, Floor. You can call her that. I'm not allowed to call her that. Oh, hi. Should I just say hi? No, you can call her that. Hi, Floor. She was very upset when I called her that. Oh. I'm supposed to call her either babe okay. or my girlfriend. So, anyway, we will see you next week, mm-hmm. and we will make sure that will be the first thing we do. We I'll remember it. Yep. We'll put over the podcast we're yep. referring to. Um, they've had some guests on recently that we greatly respect and love. And they also deserve more than five minutes of our time. They deserve five more than five minutes of our time. So we will give them an ample discussion at the beginning of next week's show. So, uh, but thank you for listening. Uh All of you that have, um, and now we are going to get ready to give you what you've all been waiting for. And that's Danny making the weird sound. And then Chris Pratt coming in for the end. Goodbye. Up in horsey heaven, here's a thing You trade your legs for angels' wings And once we've all said goodbye You take a running leap and you learn to fly
Spread your wings and fly, spread your wings and fly. 